Welcome everyone to another episode of Your Purpose, where we have honest conversations with entrepreneurs, business leaders, activists, etc., to motivate someone to step out on faith and fulfill their passions. So joining me today for episode two entitled Make Up Your Mind is the beautiful Yolanda Parrish. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, I said I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> Listen, be you. Be you. <laughs> Listen, I, I am unapologetically a clown. I'm a makeup artist, but I am also a clown. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for um, taking time out to, um, to do this. I know that you have a ton of things going on um so i did want to just start at the juggle. beginning <laughs> you <laughs> yes, gotta juggle I mean, yes ma'am listen multitasking I, I feel like that that's part of the strands in our dna like you have to be able to yeah 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 um so just to jump right in because i know we're a little bit behind but um so tell me about how you got started in the business and, um, you know, like how old were you when you got started and how did you get your first opportunity? Okay. So I will, I will try not to age myself, but <laughs> I will say I started when I was 18. Okay. Seven years ago. No, <laughs> but no, I, I, totally lucked up on this job. I will honestly say that I was always creative, especially when it came to um, like beauty and doing things. My mother always gave me like free range. And I always wondered, like my mom was really a unique person when it came down to me because there were certain things that she wouldn't allow my siblings, like my sister to do. But my mother had me, my sister is 16 years older. So my mother kind of I was her free child. So I would cut my hair. Um, I'll never forget the girls used to come to my house to get their eyebrows done. And I used to use a leg shaver. Y yeah. Back in the day, I used to use like a little, like a literal, you know, shaver Razor. for the leg. Mm -hmm. Razor. Yeah. And so I always kept my eyebrows done. I always had lip gloss on and mm -hmm. a brown lip liner, honey. That was my thing. <laughs> okay. Um, and so my mother, one summer, she was like, you got to get a job. You're 18 years old. You're home for, you know, college. You got to get a job. So my first job, I was um, trying to get a job at Belk as a shoe person. And I was waiting to be interviewed. And this little petite, um, real pretty Caucasian lady came up to me. She was like, you want to work in shoes? And I, I just need a job. You know, my mother told me to come back with a job, honey. And so she was like, you don't want to work in shoes. She was like, who did your makeup? I said, I did my makeup. She was like, you're working with me. And she hired me on the spot, like literally on the spot. And I had started working at Essay Lauder since I was 18 years old. So that's how I started. Wow. Wow. Would you, would you, um, offer that as advice to someone who's just getting into the business to start off working for someone else or just kind of venture out on their own? Well, most definitely. Like um, a lot of people 
who are good at doing makeup for themselves and know how to make themselves look really beautiful, once they get into the industry, they realize that this is really a hard job. Um, and so I feel like everybody who wants to start off in the industry who doesn't have thousands of dollars to go and take um, courses or to become an esthetician, because they really don't teach you how to be a, a makeup artist in aesthetics. It's something that you kind of have to have on your own. Um, but get that get that training at a counter at Clinique, Estee Lauder, Mac. Um, there's so many different brands, and that's how I really learned how to um, match white people, Asian people, Hispanic women, black women. Black. A lot of people think that doing black a black woman's makeup is easy, but it's really not. When you look at a black woman's skin, it's got so many different hues and shades and tones to it that if you don't know how to, I'm telling you, you will get your feelings hurt if you can't do a black woman's makeup properly. <laughs> and that's why so many of my white counterparts don't want to do black women's makeup is because you really have to be skilled. So when you see a black makeup artist, they usually know what the hell they're doing. Because they already know that there's a complexity already to our skin tone. So doing anybody else is easy, mm -hmm. honestly. You know, that's interesting because um, I attended um, an esthetician program at a, I won't name the school here in Charlotte, but. <laughs> it was that bad? No, no, no. It's actually, it's a, oh, it's, it it's a really good school. Um, okay. But what I wanted to do when I explained that to the 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 registrar, uh -huh. they still kind of they still because I, I wanted to learn about um, natural ingredients because I used to oh. make products, but they you know for them it, it's like they teach you how to use their products, and yes. that was one of the the things that I saw because in the esthetician program um, when we were working down in the spa as as a complimentary service. Once someone got a facial and all that other stuff, we would offer to touch up their makeup. Um, okay. And as a requirement, we had to have on three pieces of makeup. I don't care if it was just eyeliner, mm -hmm. um, your brows done and lips, like lip, whatever it was, you had to have on three different things. But right. the only product of theirs that I could use was the eyeliner because they they made makeup. Um, and, you know, other cosmetics with natural ingredients, which doesn't show up very well. Huh. on our skin tone unless you know how to you know maneuver and 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 mix it Absolutely. so it was like sometimes i felt discouraged because it's like you know i'm a darker skin woman i get it i get it just imagine just imagine working for a cosmetic line like i work i won't name her brand because i think it's actually kind of shameful but i work for a cosmetic brand that doesn't have a foundation for my skin tone. Um, not only do they not have a, a foundation for my skin tone, they don't have eyeshadows that show up on my mm -hmm. skin tone. And I was just talking to a colleague about that. Um, even though we have all this diversity and we have so many brands that have um, colors from lily white to midnight black, why is there still you know, cosmetic companies that do not have shades for women of color. And when I say women of color, I'm not just talking about black women. I'm talking about Indian women. I'm talking about women from Asia that are dark and mm -hmm. you can't 
find a foundation that matches them, that's a problem. That's right. a problem. And the interesting thing is, though, because of their lack of imagination, I will say, when it comes mm -hmm. to creating certain things, that mm -hmm. actually opened up opportunities for people who are business minded, because you have, you know, brands like Fenty and, and yes. um, even some of the, the other like older established brands, they're finally, you know, yes. yeah. So how would you say, well, in what other ways would you say that the beauty industry has evolved? I think the beauty industry has evolved when it comes down to catering to women of color. I think mm -hmm. um, bef before we had a uh, fashion fair, we had Flora Roberts, um, which were two lines that really don't exist anymore because um, you had bigger brands like Estee Lauder who bought out Mac. Um, Mac started um, by two gay men in Canada. Um, and it was something that was for runway and for photography only. And, but they had the colors, you see what I'm saying? And so when you have a big machine like Estee Lauder that can put millions of dollars into an ad campaign and stuff like that, you start to see, um, um, makeup lines like Flory Roberts and, um, fashion fair kind of fade away. You, you don't really find them unless it's in a, um, a mall that is catering to the masses of black people. Um, these malls, you can catch them in the hood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but even with that, you don't really see their brands anymore. Um, and that, to me, I think that that's unfair. Um, I think that that's totally unfair. There's, there's some pros and cons to this thing called the beauty industry. And what a lot of people are going to realize, especially now that people are buying more black um, products, is that a lot of these companies are black owned. That's a problem for me. I do give it up, give it up for Rihanna with Fenty. I do give it up for, um, to Supercent for her crayon, um, crayon mm -hmm. case. Um, this is the downside about it though. This is kind of what I don't like. What I don't like is, um, say for instance with me, um, about nine years ago, that's a, that's a while ago, about <laughs> nine or 10 years ago, I, um, I had a, a cosmetic brand called Hermosa Cosmetics. At that time, YouTube and uh, Instagram were not a, they were up and coming, but it wasn't really as big as Facebook. And I had this cosmetic line, but guess what? Black women were like, I don't wear makeup. Mm -hmm. I only do lips. I don't need makeup. I don't, mm -mm, I'm natural. You know what I'm saying? So here it is. I have this brand that I want to start, but black women are really not paying attention to my brand because it's not Mac. I'm working against a big machine. It's not Mary Kay. I'm working against a big machine. And so I kind of like let it go because I really didn't have the hundreds of thousands of dollars to really, you know, get something up and running. And I spent a, a lot of my own personal money on my own brand. Now we have non-makeup artists that are selling makeup because they are personalities Mm -hmm. or they are a huge hit on social media and they're selling cosmetics and it's making it hard for actual artists. And that's yeah. what I don't care for because there are actual artists out here who are not just packaging things from, 
you know, China or whatever and putting their name on it. We actually know good products. We know what's good for the skin. We know what's good for the complexion. And so you have people who are Instagram celebrities selling that uh, lip glosses, foundations and all that. And it's like, they're not even makeup artists. Right. You know, but it is what it is. I ain't going to knock nobody's hustle. (laughs) It's not. So one of the things that I've always believed about um, a great face, a great beat, Mm -hmm. Uh um, is your prep work, which is skincare. Of course. Um, So how would you... How can I put this? How how would I incorporate it in? (laughs) Well, because, no, to be honest, I'm really, really perturbed with a lot of Black women because we don't take care of our skin. Mm -hmm. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is that um, Black women will spend $1,200 on weave and install. We'll say some. We we won't say some. Some. We'll say all. (laughs) You know, let's just think about it. You know, I went and got my hair done and I spent $200 on braids. You know what I'm saying? $250. Um, (laughs) And so when it comes down to a good facial cleanser, um, serum, and a moisturizer, day and night, and I tell women that this is something that you need in order to keep your your skin clean and acne free and stuff. And I give them the price. Oh, no. You know, a lot of them don't want to spend that money that they need in order to maintain healthy makeup optional skin. And that's one thing that I really, really, really wish that we would go ahead and really just consider implementing more skincare. And I'm seeing a lot more skin skincare companies that are coming up. So that's mm-hmm. a good thing. That's a good thing. And I, I, I think it may have just taken some time to register because, you yeah. know, when you you grew up, at least for us, because I, I know that I'm older than you. Um, mm-hmm. And growing up, it was like there were certain products that were really ingrained in us, like Noxzema, which is not good for your skin. And, Andy. <laughs> right. So really knowing how to properly take care of your skin with um, the right products, first of all, is an investment. And when you're used to being able to get a 96 ounce jar of Noxzema for $4 and 22 (laughs) cents. Girl. It's like, girl, it's all that Zima, girl. So, right. So now it's like, it's, it's, it's about a a retraining because now, you know, what was kind of told to us was a good deal. And because it may take decades for the results of using bad products to actually show up with this being such a, a um, an immediate era for me, like people want results in 10 minutes. You got 10 yeah. minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see change. I want to see. And that's the sad thing though, because a person who really does have like bad acne or cystic acne, it's going to take at least 30 days for you to even see a change. So you'll see somebody and say, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. And then they're on to a next product and they're spending all this money saying that things don't work when in all actuality, it does take time. It's just like weight loss. You didn't get fat like this overnight, sis. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to work 
Trust me, I know. Sis. <laughs> I'm doing sis. it. I'm doing it. This way it didn't jump on you after the, like in 24 hours, sis. This is years worth of work. Listen, but we want that rapid. <laughs> We want everything so quickly. And that is, that's our biggest downfall. But like you said, let's just be real, Michelle. When you talk to Black women, Black women have beautiful skin. There's really, you know, we have a natural melanin, melanin that protects us from the sun. We have a natural glow. We, we have the oils that keep us youthful looking. However, the outside is getting more and more detrimental to our skin with the environment being the way that it is. So when I see women who tell me that they just go to bed with their makeup on or they don't cleanse their face at night, I'm like, what the heck? Like, girl, because what you're going to start seeing, you might not see it now, but what you'll start to see is when you start turning 55, 65, 75, it's going to show up. Yep. It's just, it's just, it's going to show up. Now, the the women who it doesn't show up the most is on our darker pigmented women because mm -hmm. you have darker skin and you have more protect, protection. But for all my fair ladies, um, my NC45s, my NC40s, y'all need skincare the most because um, we start getting all this damage from the sun and then you'll start to see what they call liver spots and stuff like that popping up in your skin. And if you had protected your skin all along and long, you wouldn't have to worry about that. <laughs> you said, oh, where am I getting these lines under my eyes? Girl, are you using the eye cream, eye serum, something, some tea bags, sis? No, you're not. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to have them lines creep up under your eye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not just, it's not just you know, an external attack, but what we put in our bodies as well can be sure. fighting against, you know what I'm saying? So you could be using expensive makeup, but if you are not getting enough water, you know, or like I tell people, one of the things they used to drill in us when we did facials was to never massage down because you'll be pulling on the elasticity. Yes, honey. Yes. Up, up, push up. Because once you lose that, <laughs> once you lose that elasticity, that's it. And for us, for, you know, for, for black people, we mm -hmm. sag when we age before yeah, we, we don't do too much sinking. We, we don't do a lot of sinking because we have that thicker skin. Mm -hmm. We will say right. my mother told me. <laughs> <laughs> And I never knew. I was like, my mom's on that bullshit. She don't know what she's talking about. And the first thing I learned when, oh, oh, I cussed. I'm sorry. It's okay. My bad. It's okay. Sorry. But that's what I was thinking. I ain't gonna lie. And then uh, when I went to aesthetic school, they were like, to Popement. And I was like, my mama been telling me this all these years. How she know this? You know? Listen. But there's certain things you'll realize that and I, I, I keep on telling, I know this is about makeup, but if you listen to your elders and your ancestors, baby, they got the truth. Mm -hmm. I'm just keeping it real with you because there were certain things that my grandmother told my mother. Who, who would have known that beating your face, you know, tapping on your face would increase circulation and make the cells rejuvenate? They are now doing this in spas in New York and charging you $300 to get slapped in the face for us. <laughs> I'm not lying. 
I saw it on entertainment tonight. The lady was like, you know, she smacks the face and that's what creates elasticity in the skin. So there's certain things that um, we need to start paying attention to our ancestors, child. They had all the secrets. And that's another, um, uh, with the whole scalp massage, helping your hair grow back because it, because their hair follicles, you know, they're, they're wrapped. Um, you have like, um, I don't want to say nerves, but like, um, I'm losing blood my train flow. of thought. Yes. Yes. So the massaging, your, yeah. Massaging your scalp every night. I think they say what, three minutes, five minutes every day, something like that. Um, it, it assists with, um, your hair growing back. So now let me tell you this. My grandmother used to separate my hair straight from the front to the back. And she would tell me to brush it. Mm-hmm. That was creating stimulation in the scalp. That's what she was teaching. You mm-hmm. don't know why we were doing these things. And my grandmother had hair down to here, you know, full of white hair. But these are the things that I'm saying is, is that a lot of times we don't listen to our elders when they're, mm-hmm. you know, they, we're like, why, why, why I got to do this? Why I got to tap my face? Why I got to but you start looking at them and you'd be like, oh, my grandmother did tell me to do that 20 years ago. No wonder yep. my grandma looked like me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I never understood why my grandmother, she used to always have a, a, a wash brush, mm-hmm. like the brush that you wash with. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that dry brushing is good for circulation in your body. You want to dry brush your skin going up towards your heart. It creates... Um, uh, blood flow it helps with circulation mm-hmm. and it also slows off dead skin. So you'll have that shine on your shoulders and nice smooth legs because it's sloughing off dead skin. And I didn't know why she, I was like, but I just need a wash, you know, like I just need a washcloth. Right. Do all this, you know, but yeah, nothing, everything rotates and becomes new again. And that's the, the, the greatness about the body. The body doesn't change. God made this. This is, right. we're going to find ways to make it simple for you and make it easier for you, but nothing, nothing changes. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. I wanted to, to take a quick look. I kind of put together some, some pictures of okay. some work that you've done. Um, because I know that you've, you've, um, enhanced the beauty of women from anyone from friends and family to celebrities. Um, so I just wanted to share my screen real quick and just kind of okay. go through some of the pictures. Um, so okay. bear with me cause I can never find my mouse. On this thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it all right it literally okay here it is okay oh hey girl so we all know who that is yes but i'm actually on set (laughs) with that pout okay (laughs) i was on the set of um, the braxton's family values um which was being shot at that moment in time with uh, Tamar Braxton. And we were at what was then the mm-hmm. Ritz Carlton in Buckhead. So we did a lot of shooting um, for um, the, what you would call the 
interviews for um, reality TV, um, a lot of that was shot mm -hmm. in hotels, not in their homes. Nice. Yeah. Got you. Really? A lot of a lot of uh, okay. interviews because people sometimes live out of um, state um, or we need mm -hmm. a quiet space. A lot of times um, interviews are shot in um, hotel suites, hotel rooms. So what you see in the background a lot of times are not actually the uh, celebrities' homes, but actual um, hotel rooms or suites. But yeah. Got you. Yeah. Let's see if I can this from oh i skipped over sorry okay so what is what is uh bodacity oh bodacity was just a brand that um i actually did the makeup for um uh jewelry line so um this was actually my sister's friend started her jewelry line and she had a lookbook and bodacity mm -hmm. um that necklace was made by her, the necklace and the earrings. And I just stepped in and did the hair and makeup. Nice. This this picture here, that is so dope to me. Let me tell you, I, I don't know what it is, if it's the flowers around her, just <laughs> that's one of my favorites that I have um, that you've done. Just want to let you know. <laughs> um, so this is actually, I edited the picture and, uh, created the flowers and everything with that particular picture. Um, she's mm -hmm. one of my African sisters from the Sudan. And, um, I met her when I was working at Norcosco, um, which is a costume and makeup store for, um, film and media production. And she mm -hmm. came in, she's a blogger and all this, and she, um, was having a hard time finding cosmetics for her dark skin and I found the right shade for her and so I ended up being her makeup artist for a few of her photo shoots so I'm like when I'm I'm her personal makeup artist when she's in the country because she travels the world wow um and this is Kim Kimball uh they did an article we tv did an article on Kim Kimball for her um her, her hair show. She she's a famous um, hairstylist for like Zay and um, Kelly and all of those wonderful girls. But she had a reality show, and I ended up doing um, the makeup for her spread for VTV and um, a magazine here in Atlanta. I can't remember which magazine that was. Got you. And then we have two different women here. Okay, so the picture to the left is Rashida um, from mm -hmm. Love and Hip Hop. Ooh, that's pretty old. That's a pretty old picture. Um, but it was still one of my um, favorite scenes that I did. That's when she found out that she, Kirk found out that she was pregnant. So <laughs> she was actually, <laughs> and he was making a fuss saying that that baby wasn't his. And we all knew that. Oh, that but um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, at least she was pregnant. She, found out. she was pregnant, and that, and and uh, we found out, and she looks very good in that that spread. But anyway, that's one of my tear sheets from another magazine um, uh, article that they did on Rashida, and I um, I was actually in the shooting aspect when they were filming Love and Hip Hop. 
I had like a little glance of me doing her makeup in there. So that was cool. Um, the one to the right is also another Bodacity picture. Um, but I like to do women of all ethnic backgrounds. And this young lady is Indian. And I like that because it just shows you, um, it shows my kind of like my gradual, I can go from dark, medium, light, and um, yeah, another Bodacity piece. I like that that uh, necklace she has on too. Thanks. I did her hair too for that sh for that shoot. Hair and makeup. Cool. I do hair and makeup sometimes. I'm not a licensed hairstylist, but I do makeup. Um, okay, so uh, that's our mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms chat. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, I didn't do her makeup in that shot. Um, my friend Scooby West did her makeup. Um, however, I did all of the candidates um, who were running um, against Keisha Lance Bottom for the position of the mayoral race. And that was cool because I met so many um, people then. Um, I did, um, who is now Eva Marcel's husband, I did his makeup for um, the mayoral race and it was just really cool. Um, so that was just something that I wanted to share. Um, and who's the little baby? She's not a little baby anymore, girl. <laughs> that was a picture from when I was real skinny, Chad. Look at that leg. <laughs> baby? Honey, I need to get back to her. With that big hair, I was just giving all kinds of flair. But no, she is, um, she is an actress, and she was on the show... With Queen Latifah on Fox right after, oh, what's the name of it? Oh, I can't remember it. But anyway, it was for that that show. She was playing um, a, a singer. I can't remember what the name of that show is. It was like three girls and they were all singers. It used to come on after. Oh my gosh, I know what you're talking about. And it's so crazy. I don't I don't watch regular TV, I but I know, I know I know the show. <laughs> oh my gosh, but I can't I remember. I can't even remember the show with Cookie and all of them on it. I can't remember the name of it, but whatever. That was what, what that was for. Gotcha. <laughs> so um, I had to do uh, hair and makeup for, about, I think it was a week. Um, I was on set. And um, with that scene, I actually had to give her like scrapes on her knees and stuff. A lot of people think that makeup is... Um, just beauty, the beauty aspect of it all. But makeup is a multitude of things. It's FX makeup, it's cuts and burns, um, bullet wounds, um, making somebody look like they are dying. So it's an aspect of just, you know, yes, it can be beauty makeup, but it can also be creative FX makeup. Um, mm -hmm. So that day I was doing her hair, as you can see, um, doing her hair and her makeup for that shot got you cool. uh, let's see who is next erica dixon another one of our loving hip hoppers um she she i think she's no longer on the show i don't know i don't watch the show um <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's so bad because sometimes I, I don't watch, I, I really don't watch 
um, things that things that vex my spirit. So I don't mm -hmm. watch Love and Hip Hop, and I don't watch um, Married to Medicine and all those things. But when I do their makeup, I watch the show just to make sure that they look good, and then I flip. <laughs> But Dr. Jackie, Dr. Jackie got so bad at me the other day. I was like, Dr. Jackie, I'm sorry, I don't watch it. And she was like, well, just turn it on so we can get ratings, Yolanda. And I was like, okay, girl, I just don't watch it. I don't, I don't watch a lot of television anyway, but when it comes down to that rah-rah and that yelling and I'm seeing black women like this, I have a real big issue with that. So, mm -hmm. you know, call me, I'll make you look beautiful for you to act ugly. <laughs> Seriously, I just I can't get down. Um, and then the picture to the left, I don't know if it's your left or I don't know. But um, that is my best friend um, since high school, Tawana Philpot Brown. And I did her makeup for her wedding day and she looked amazing. Um, so she wanted to have like an old Hollywood glamour type of makeup. And so that's what I did for her, for her wedding day. Nice. Um, I think we have two more. So now the picture on the left, I remember when you did her makeup, I, I believe it was for a wedding. It was, it was, um, that's our homie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did her makeup for a wedding and everybody kept on saying that she looked like Ashanti. I said, I think she was more beautiful than Ashanti, but uh, <laughs> I did do her makeup for her, uh, her adopted daughter's wedding. And I think that it was just beautiful. Um, and then over to my right is my pookie. <laughs> That's my um and I did make up for her since we're we've been in quarantine the kids haven't been able to do a lot and so we ended up um doing a virtual prom here um at the house and I did her makeup for a uh, high school prom look and she won prom queen so yeah that's my niece <laughs> and then the last um last pictures do you remember these? Yeah, so that is, um, that is, okay, so the picture of me um, to the my left is my African sister again, the one that I told you is from Sudan. Um, mm -hmm. When we did that photo shoot, we were actually doing it in one of Oprah's friend's house, one of Oprah's friend's house. Um, it was a photo shoot that I did and it was um, a bridal photo shoot because he, he was honestly his house. He uh, turned in. It was a historical site um, because it was actually a slave owner's home. And um, we we it was so amazing to be in a slave owner's home and there are black people who are occupying the space, getting their makeup done. It was like. And it's a black man who owns the home. It's a beautiful home, but um, just all that history in there, girl, I, I didn't know how to feel. I was just mm -hmm. overcome. Um, and then my picture to the right is um, Lisa Wu Hartwell. 
don't know if she got a new last name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's up with her? Uh, but then she was Lisa Wu Hartwell, and I was doing her makeup for a short film called Wu Lee or something like that. But I, mm-hmm. I've done I've done a, a few short films um, here in Atlanta. Got you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like I said, you've done makeup for. Um, everyone from friends and family to celebrities. Um, Was this, did this happen while you were under your own brand? Were you, yeah? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, there are a few colleagues that I could mention like Scooby West, um, Mm -hmm. who was in that picture. Actually, I actually gave Scooby the job for um, Georgia Public broadcasting, which is like um, PBS, um, because at that moment in time, I had too much work and I needed to shift that energy to somebody else. So I gave him the job and then it came back to me. He was like, hey, I need help. Um, Meet me at the job that you gave me. So he ended up, (laughs) you know, he ended up, and this is the thing, there's enough money in this industry to go around 10 times. Gotcha. You are hoarding you know, leads and jobs and stuff like that. That's not the way that it should be in this industry. However, it is. I have some friends that contact me and they're like, look, I know that you'll get the job done. You'll be there on time and you'll do it right. So I'm calling you to come and help me with these jobs. And that's the type of reputation that I have. So when it comes down to like people like Scooby giving me that job and I'm doing the mayoral race or Kelvin Myers calling me and saying, hey, I need help with the Bratz and sisters. I can't do all these toughest at the same time. They call me. <laughs> Hello. I step in. I tap, 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 and then I go on about my business. Um, but this job is really, it's not for the faint, um, especially if you're a person that wants this to be your major income, your your source of income, and you want it to be under your brand, you don't get no days off. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's no insurance. You got to pay your own insurance. And when one job is over, because these shows don't run year round, you mm-hmm. got to find another job. So it's a constant hustle. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I had to stop with being an independent contractor and just working off of 1099s because... I ended up raising my sister's two children. Mm. And so I needed something that was going to be stable, something that was going to give me a consistent income. Every Friday, I know I'm getting paid. Um, I know that I have good health benefits. So I went back to retail. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no loyalty in this job. It's There's really no loyalty in this job. So I, I wanted to ask you, when it comes to skill versus reputation, which ones do you feel holds the most weight in the beauty industry? Ooh. <laughs> um, skill, I think will come first, but if you have a bad reputation, you're not gonna get jobs. It's just, that's how small the world is. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody who is somebody in this industry. And so when it comes down to me saying to one of my friends, um, maybe Saletta, who works for Tyler Perry, and 
I see a person that I know is not trustworthy, a person who's not responsible, I'm going to let her know. Good luck on that one. Let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's just, I, I want us to be represented and I want us to be represented well. There was so many times in this industry where you would have actors and actresses of color that didn't have anybody to do their makeup. They didn't have anybody to do their hair. Um, there were models that were coming in to do uh, to do New York Fashion Week and makeup artists wouldn't have their shade of cosmetics. That to me is racist. That's that's racism. And that's unexcusable. Why is it that I have to have every shade of alabaster, but you can't have every shade of ebony? You know what I'm saying? So it started to be a big issue in Hollywood because now more and more Hollywood starlets are saying, no, I don't want to look crazy on film and I don't want to bring my own makeup. You need to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes down to a reputation of whether or not you can do what needs to be done, that's a big thing when somebody is on the big screen. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to look crazy. I remember um, being at the movie theater one time and Lord, I hope I'm not stepping on anybody's toes. I won't even say the name. I won't even say the name of the movie because that's how that's <laughs> how close. I won't even say the name of the movie. However, it was a really, really big movie for black folk. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching this movie and I said, I can see the girl whole eyelash line. <laughs> you know, like the little line. The mm -hmm. eye, and it, it irked me throughout the whole movie because I said <laughs> the only thing I wanted them to do was pinch that eyelash down. <laughs> the eyelash was up here. I said, who did this makeup? So when you, if if I can see that on television, on the big screen, I'm pretty sure now the producer is like, I don't ever want to see that makeup artist again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it, it's a big thing to have a, a good skill set and a good reputation. They both go hand in hand in my book. So that kind of, that ties into my next question. I was going to ask, what advice would you give someone about respecting the beauty industry like any other business um, oh, yeah. and just kind of having a plan, you know, for your success? Because I, sometimes I think people look at makeup because it's so creative that you don't have to be as serious. And then you, you know, you see these pictures and you see the makeup and the, the it's not blended well. Oh. It's the wrong shade. Oh. The, yeah, the, the brows look crazy. There, there's no excuse for that today. Um, <laughs> if you're going to be a makeup artist, then you just got to pay your dues. You know what I'm saying? You you got to pay your dues. You have to take courses. You you need to know about skin. Um, I would tell anybody who is going to the industry now is the time to be an esthetician first. It's just a way to just say that you're qualified. You know what I'm saying? Just like if mm -hmm. you were a hairstylist, you want to be a licensed hairstylist. Same thing for uh, for makeup, I believe. Um, it's no room for error like that. Like nobody should be walking around with two tones of makeup. Like it's no excuse for that because right now we have way too many sources to teach you. Mm -hmm. um, but the respect also comes in the form of our clients that don't want to pay us on time or... Um, our clients that say that this is something that we would want to do for free because they're a big celebrity. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me sit up. 
Let me sit up. <laughs> Let me tell you something. As much as I love Oprah, mm-hmm. as much as I love Oprah, she she's one of those people that would do it for me. I, I pray for the day that I will do Oprah Winfrey's makeup. But when I do Oprah, she's got to run me my check. <laughs> Oprah got to run me my check. She's got to run me my check. As much as I love Beyonce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as I love Beyonce and as much of an icon as the queen is, she must run me my check. I'm not going. So when you have people that expect you to do a service such as this for free, it's not fair because when you look at it, makeup artists are the ones that have to re-up on their products the most. We have to travel to you. We That's our time. You're taking away from money that I could be getting elsewhere. No, I need you to give me my money. And I don't think that, I think a lot of people think that this is fun. And I tell people, once I get done doing a wedding, like a big wedding of maybe like eight to 10, I've done a wedding of 15 people. I could barely walk afterwards because I'm on my feet nonstop for six hours. As soon as I get done with one, I got another one. I got another one until I get to the bride. And if you're talking about a person who has a party of eight women, including the bride, nine, including the mother of the bride, 10, I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. I'm literally exhausted. The one thing that has really contributed to my, my back pains is being a makeup artist, honestly. And a lot of people don't realize this being a makeup artist is not as easy who do y'all think when they're out in the desert shooting these movies and films who do y'all think keeps the celebrities looking fresh okay it's us we're in the background sweating sweating down to our eyebrows our lips and stuff so we can make tom cruise look cool you know Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that but it's a really intense job i know makeup artists who will go in and go into work at six o'clock and don't get off until six o'clock the next morning. No lie. No lie. Right now with COVID-19 and Tyler Perry still wanting to shoot, he is making it that people, he can still film his shows that he, you know, wants to premiere, Mm -hmm. but you got to quarantine for 30 days and you can't leave. You can't go home because they don't want, that so just imagine you being a makeup artist or a lead on a show a lead makeup artist and not seeing your baby for 30 days now i don't know if he's allowing the families to come in and quarantine with Mm -hmm. them like that but i i don't know if i would be able to leave my child for 30 days Mm -hmm. and there are makeup artists who have to go around the world wherever they're shooting with these films and stuff that's not an easy task so just perspective um, so I did want to switch gears a little bit. Um, okay. Because <laughs> in addition to being a makeup artist and someone whose makeup is always flawless, whenever I see pictures, don't do that because you know. <laughs> now some of those pictures and shit, you can't even lie. I just be like this. Um, this is me today. I'm not trying to do anything extra. This is me. <laughs> Listen, I've never seen you walk out the house without your eyebrows done. Oh, no, that's a rule. So, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> no. So bust. <laughs> okay, and and actually, before we do that, if you, I did have a bonus question for you. Okay. So, because you know, well, before um, we were quarantined, mm-hmm. you know, we're always running somewhere, and a lot of times people don't have time in the morning to spend thirty minutes. So, ten. What? Ten, what would be your 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 ten minute beat? What would be in your ten minute beat? Eyebrow pencil, mascara, lip gloss. Ten. <laughs> and, and, and if you if you if you got an extra two minutes, some concealer under them eyes. But that ten ten minutes ten minutes. You gotta get them kids to the bus stop. You gotta get to work on time. Ten. You, I, I'm allowing you ten minutes, no more, no less. There's no need for an everyday woman to have a full face of makeup on every day. Mm-hmm. Eyebrow pencil, mascara, lip gloss. And if you can get your hand in some, like the eyeshadow I did today is literally one eyeshadow. I said, <laughs> Michelle ain't gonna get no full beat today now. I'm tired. <laughs> she, ain't gonna, she ain't get this. It's <laughs> a mascara. I mean, and literally like I, I go in on the brows because a lot of times I want people to know or, or to notice something about me when it comes down to my face and I want them to ask a question. That's how I get my business. So mm-hmm. I don't walk out my, out my house without my eyebrows done. And then women ask me, well, who does your brows? Oh, I do. I'm a makeup artist. And that's how I get my business. Gotcha. So um, it, it's almost like an investment because your your makeup is your marketing. Always, I don't I don't leave out the house if I'm going somewhere of of great importance. I'm not going to walk out the house without makeup. Yeah. That's just me investing in my brand. And for a person who's never had a website, I think I've done pretty damn good. I've never had a website. Never. All right, so. Um, so th- th- those are some tips, y'all. You got a quick ten minute beat. I'm telling you, and I-, I would have to, I would have to agree. You know, brows. Yeah. Y'all know me, lip gloss brows. and and um, popping. <laughs> lips be popping. And a, and an eyeliner, and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good. Um, I'll be like Michelle, where you going with the lips? Because <laughs> them lips is attractive. <laughs> This, this is why it took us so long to get started. Because this one here, we've been friends for years. And yes. this every time we talk, every time we talk, it ends up with us acting crazy and laughing. Always, always. that's good. It's, it's these type of people that, that keep you energized and motivated. And I mean, because I will say you are a hardworking woman. Like... Thank you. Outside of even just, you know, being a makeup artist, you get things done. I've, you know, I, I follow you on social media and we talk. Um, but in addition to, you know, your professional responsibilities, um, and I've been trying to get to this this turn in this interview, <laughs> uh, but you've also taken on raising your, your niece and your nephew, and you are a... Um, a self-proclaimed mom tea. 
So how has, you know, raising teenagers impacted, because you don't have, you don't have children, right? None, none. So never, how, never been with child. <laughs> so how, don't how think did, I want to be after this. <laughs> Hello? How, how did that impact how you run your business? And I know you touched on it a little earlier when you said that, you know, you, you kind of went back to more of a stable um, financial situation because of, so, I mean, just the hours, just thinking about the hours and things that you had to put in before, like, how did this change you and change your priorities? I don't know. I think a lot of people would say I changed. I don't think I changed. I thought, you know, I still think that I'm the cool auntie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, because I'm not a mom. And, I, you know, a lot of times I don't know, like, you're a mom. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things that you would sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? That you're just like, I would just do this for my babies. And, and I did that. And a lot of people are saying that I did that. But for me, it was just like, it came naturally. Like, this is something that I have to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love my, I love my, they're not my kids, but you know, I, I love my, my kitties. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and they know it. There's certain things that I had to sacrifice for, but I wouldn't change it. You know what I'm saying? Um, however, one has walked across the, st the stage. Not really. Because COVID took it away from them. Yeah, yeah. Baby, I am counting down for the. Listen, I. In the other room, I don't. But listen, countdown <laughs> begins. No, I have um, I have Pookie. She's she's last, and she's a junior. And then she has her senior year, and you mm -hmm. know, like things like this is. You know, I wanted them to be in a um a school system that was really good. So I stayed in Gwinnett, which is about 35 minutes from the city. If I didn't really have children, I would probably be in the city in Buckhead. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to make sure that they had a stable education where I knew that they were going to be good. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that I sacrificed. I sacrificed not purchasing a home because I don't want to live in Gwinnett for the next 15, 20 years. I want to live in the city. Um, so... You know, as soon as she graduates, then I'm going to purchase my first home and it's going to be the home that I want. It's mm -hmm. going to be the home that I desire because I feel like God is, you know, he is pruning me and making sure that I am ready for these things that he's going to bestow upon me because I've been really a diligent person in doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? My sister had a, a stroke and that stroke kind of um, paralyzed her, her ways of thinking. Um, not only just her body, but her brain was affected by it. And so, um, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. Those are my kids. Aww. Love them. I do. I have I'm a so much. Yes, a mom tea. We need to get you a t-shirt. Ah! <laughs> Baddest mom tea on the block or something. Come on now. <laughs> When, when Marlo Hampton said that, I was like, yes, Marlo. <laughs> Marlo Hampton is going, that's another person I've been to her house and it's just freaking phenomenal. Like, 
Oh my God. Her oh my God. But um she's raising her, I think, two nephews, two or three of them. And um yeah, I mean, there's certain people like my mom is 75 and I didn't want her, she raised all of her children. I didn't want her to have to continue, you know, raising her children's children. So I I was like, no, Ma, I'm coming back home. I got this. And that's where we are now. We kind of double team. That's what's up. So um, what's next for Miss mm. Parrish? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> it would be better if it was Mrs. Something, it, something, will be. Something. It, it will be. It will be. Putting it out there. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I still do makeup. I'm not really taking on any new clients, just my regular clients when it comes to makeup, because I'm slowly transitioning into wig making for um, women who have specific hair loss. I have mm -hmm. a mother and a sister who suffer from alopecia. Um, so I am looking into making wigs for women who suffer from hair loss. Um, also women who have leukemia, and lupus. Um, lupus, I see, does a deterioration um, to the skin that is crazy. And so people with lupus and cancer can't really do certain materials because it rubs the skin and it makes it really uncomfortable. So I'm looking for like silicone based, you know, caps that will help with people who have um, these issues. Um, and also, I think I might do a little dab, dab, dab in the comedic world. So we'll see how that goes. But I think I can make it. I, I think you can too, because um, I don't care what season it is. I don't <laughs> care what year it is. I know that mm. when we get on the phone or or we video chat or whatever. It's it is, on and popping. Listen, listen, we don't need no instigator. We don't need <laughs> I'm the instigator. You know, it's crazy because so many things have transpired in my lifetime. And I'm like, I would definitely have a good television show. Like, nobody understands the amount of drama, trauma. <laughs> but baby, it's a lot. But no, um, I am working with this group called Our, Our Dollars Matter. It's on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it's basically trying to circle the African-American dollar back into their own community. And so I just got a job for being the hostess with the mostest. So we're going to see how that goes along. I'm going to go from city to city, state to state, checking out Black-owned businesses and reporting back to you guys on that. So that's another thing that I'm going to be doing. Look at you. This is what I'm talking about. Girl, you got to get that coin. Get that coin. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I think people have to realize that you have to be flexible. Like, no matter how good you are in one thing, oh, yeah. that doesn't mean that you won't be successful in other things. So don't be so, you know, close-minded. Like, I can only mm -mm. do this. No, 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 no. My, my suggestion to you is whatever you do, put your all into it and make it as though it's a ministry to, you know, your life and for other people. Before I, um, well, I was a makeup artist at 18, but when I moved back to Atlanta, Georgia with me and my mom, 
I couldn't get a job. And so my mother was um, a sergeant for a corrections facility. And she was like, girl, we got bills to pay. You got to come and work with me. And at that moment, I was like, I don't want to work at no prison. Like, I ain't that type of material. However, I stayed working for the, the Department of Corrections for about two and a half years. And um, I tell anybody, I can beat your face and I can shoot you. Because <laughs> that's one thing you had to learn being a corrections officer. If you didn't learn how to shoot, if you didn't pass that shooting range test, you could not be an officer. So, you know, I was good at it, though. I was really good at it. But then I realized that I could get shanked and I was making less money in the prison system. Girl, I told him, I said, give me all my money out of retirement. I'm never coming back. <laughs> but, you know, in order to be able to to make those type of decisions, you have to arm yourself with enough experience and Absolutely. and you know, encourage to kind of step out because those are two vastly different fields. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Makeup yes. in prison. No, but you but you look back and you and you say, Oh my God, look at what where you brought me from. Like I feel like I have a really bad problem with people who say they can't find work. You can find work at anything. You you can find work at anything. Mm -hmm. And I never had the option to fail. I never had the option to lay down and just wait for somebody to do something for me. So did mm -hmm. I want to work in a prison filled with men who had mental health issues? And on the first week of me working, a man cut himself with a spork and got out his cell? No, I didn't really want to do that. But I did it. I came, I overcame it, and I'm grateful for the opportunity. Got you. So um, one last question. It is the, the podcast question. Um, so with, with everything that you are doing in your life and you've done in your life, um, have you discovered your purpose? Um, I, I do believe I've discovered my purpose. Um, I, I do. Do you want to know what my purpose is? I do. <laughs> I do. I think my purpose is to make people feel good. So when it comes down to sitting a woman in my chair and doing makeup for her, I want her to walk out that walk up and out of that chair feeling like a new being. I don't want her to feel the same way that she felt when she started sitting in my chair. I want her to feel even better. You know what I'm saying? So there have been women that I have touched um, and they started crying. Honestly, I, I was doing a facial on one lady. Um, and she, next thing I knew she had, like, she was laying on her back and, and then tears were coming out of her eyes. And I said, are you okay? Do you need tissue? And she said, your touch is so healing to me. She said, I came in here with so much on my heart and on my mind. And she said, your touch just soothed everything that I was feeling at that time. And that was the best. And, and that's when I knew that energy was, can be transferred. It's transferable. So that energy that I gave to her, that's why I always tell people in my industry, if you're not right within, don't touch nobody. 
Mm. You're you're doing a, a disservice to a person that's laying back, that has paid money for them to get a massage or a facial, and you're bringing that bad energy into the room. Mm -mm. No. Mm. If you have a woman that's going to come and sit in your chair and you can't make her feel beautiful, send her over to somebody else. Yeah. But don't touch them. You know what I'm saying? Because it's our job to make sure that they feel good once they leave. That's true. And, and you know, I think with any any interaction, especially one where you are conducting business, there's more than just the product or service that you are engaging mm -hmm. at that moment that you have to be focused on. Because you're right. It's like if you, you know, if your spirit is heavy, and you're, you go in and you're supposed to be motivating someone, it, it's almost like your words and your spirit are going to be um, battling against each other because I can hear what you're saying to me, but I also hear what you're yes. showing. Me, and now yes. I don't know what to believe. Absolutely. So, you know, and it, it's crazy because I've always been someone who, depending on how I felt when I came in contact with you, I either stayed away Mm. Or I wanted to be like I wanted to be near you more and more because of what you were radiating, and you're you're right. Like you're the 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 energy and this the spirit that people have in them. So spirit. That's what that's what I'm telling people. Just be honest, because yeah. your spirit's gonna tell on you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 this is another thing. Um, I've I've been taught this is that no matter what you're doing in life, no matter what your job is, you're supposed to do that job as though it's your ministry. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do in life, it's supposed to glorify God in a certain way that people see God in you. So if mm -hmm. they don't see God in you, then you don't need to be in the customer service field. You need to work at home. You need to be to yourself. Mm -hmm. When you're interacting with people that you're touching, that's supposed to be your ministry. You're not supposed to be giving off a, a, a vibe of, I don't want to be here today. Or mm -hmm. what, what do you want? It should be, hi, I'm happy to see you. How mm -hmm. can I help you today? What can I assist you with? Yeah, you'd be surprised at how many people I've, they don't even know that I am a makeup artist and they'd be like, Hey, that's what they do. Hey. <laughs> and that's why I have an issue. I started working at Mac and, you know, I eventually left Mac because I started seeing that black Mac was starting to be really dark with all the mm -hmm. black. You can't wear color. You got to be the, the color is the only color that can be is the color that's on your face. And I was like, mm -mm, I'm a little too light for this. <laughs> mm -mm, no child. Y'all bringing all kinds of people in here. They they got dark spirits. Mm -mm, I'm good. Let me go <laughs> ahead and go to another line. Yeah. And you know, when um when I was in in school in the esthetician program, uh -huh. it was so crazy because they had on one side of the school it was like the esthetician program. The other side was cosmetology. Okay. And it was almost like a, a us versus them. Like they felt like they were better. Really? And yeah, and I mean, we were in school. It was three days a week, 11 mm -hmm. hours a day. Yeah, that's a lot. 
Right. And so, you know, if you're not working on clients, you're, you're, you're walking past, you're interacting and you're constantly coming into contact with people who just have like this, this, like, don't talk to me. And it's like, Ooh. we all in school, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's like, you almost feel bad for them because it's like, you know, you act like that here where you're paying to be. I can guarantee you're going to take that same spirit, that same um, personality out into the world. And then you're going to find yourself constantly starting over because Absolutely. no one's going to deal with that. And and especially the, the you know, the the brands that they dealt with when when people graduated from that school, the, the salons and things that they went to very high end. And it's like, uh, I'm paying you to work on me. I'm not going to deal with with your snotty yeah. attitude or so it's just it's interesting there are a lot of things that could impact your business not just whether or not you have a good product or a good service but how many how, hair how many hairstylists have you gone to and you sat in their chair and they didn't talk to you the entire time girl oh and and oh they talk over you to the person i hate that i hate and people don't realize that that's bad customer service. No, it, it really is. Like, mm-hmm. it's bad customer service. And that's probably one of the reasons why I don't I, I don't go to hairstylists a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I find one hairstylist, I'm sticking with her because we mesh. You know what I'm saying? But there were so many times that I've gone to hairstylists that the whole time, they don't talk to you. And it's like... Oh, are you going to ask me if I want my part on the left or the right? You just going to do how you want to do. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I get it. Don't go back. Never go back. And that is one of the reasons why I feel that I have thrived in this, in this, this atmosphere is because no, I've never had a website for my makeup. I've always been word of mouth. Can Mm -hmm. you believe that for my brides? To my my celebrities, to the photographers I know, get get Yolanda, get Yolanda, Yolanda can do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's just for me having an outgo outgoing personality and spirit that is just vibrant. And I've had some people not like me. I've had a few celebrities that just don't they don't they don't like my spirit. But it wasn't because of me. It was because I was the light of the room, and they mm-hmm. felt like they had, they were the light, <laughs> the only light. But it's it's all good. Unfortunately, you know, those type of negative experiences, that's a part of business as well. And knowing how to how to to overcome that and not let that break you down. Um, There's a a woman that I work with um, and and very pretty young lady. Mm. And it was, you know, we kind of we received a review for the work that we did, but it mm-hmm. seemed that if, and then she's, she's very upbeat, very, just always happy, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's almost as if the review was the personal attack Ooh. on her. And it Ooh. was just like, that really bothered me because it was like, no, you can't be talking about her like that. You know, that it just didn't fit. You know, it, it's like if someone never met you and then I describe, I was describing you, and then when they saw you, they're looking like, this don't and even if, matter. And if she's not strong, she'll try to dim her light in mm-hmm. order to appease somebody. However, since I've grown into my womanhood, um, 
I don't, baby, you either going to love me or hate me. But what we are not going to do is dim this light. She don't mm. dim. She, she don't dim. <laughs> I am the glow worm of glow worms. Okay. <laughs> like I, I realized that as long as I'm not being disrespectful, I'm not disrespecting anybody. I'm not, you know, critical of anybody. I'm, I'm a good human being. That's mm -hmm. all that matters. You know what I'm saying? And I make it an effort to put out positivity because I want that shit to come back to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people who be like, why is she always happy? <laughs> Girl, because I'm blessed. Okay. <laughs> why is she always smiling? Girl, because I got something to smile about, you know? And, 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 and I put it out on Twitter today because there was a woman on Twitter. She's a plus size woman. She had on her two-piece bikini and people were hating on her. And I said, you have to realize that people hate what they don't possess. Mm. Has nothing to do about you, sis. It's all about them. Carry on. <laughs> right, because it's like, how dare she have the confidence? What? Because she's not supposed to, according to society. She's not supposed to. So, And that actually brings me to a good point. Not only do you have to be confident enough in yourself to not let someone dim your light, but you, but you as a person, you have to be strong enough to encourage someone else when you see them, them slipping, you know, and you see them starting to take that, that criticism internally. No, 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 we're not going to do that. We're yeah. not going to do that. So being able to be that support system for someone else is just as important oh, because you so never know. Because <laughs> it, it like it really bothered me to the point yeah. where I reached out to her manager, my manager is like, look, wow. I understand that about the same person. Right. This is not gonna change, you know, right. the review. But I need for you guys to understand this is exactly what happened. And I feel like this is a personal attack on her because wow. it, it wasn't right. And and at the end of the day, wrong is wrong. And it, it affected her. And at I the think end of the day, they're going to realize who's the light source. Right. That's what's going to end up happening. Right. I This is my whole thing. And I'm going to take this. I just learned this lesson and it hit me like a ton of bricks. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to fight this, this battle. Because, see, this is not a battle amongst me and you. This is a battle of two spirits. Mm -hmm. One is going to be dark and the other one is going to be light. You never really find two light sources battling. They just illuminate the room more. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But there's always going to be a negative and a positive force. And when the person, when people see what who the negative force is, it's going to show itself. It's going to show itself. You don't have to fight that battle. That's the battle that's not for you to fight. And so you just keep on doing what you do and doing it well. And the negative source will be found out. Always. Exactly. Well, um, we could go on forever, but <laughs> we don't went from from energy sources to makeup, from makeup to energy listen, sources. Listen, it's all about business. Because <laughs> hey. at the end of the day, all of it, all of it could impact how successful you can be or Absolutely. how quickly you fail. So Absolutely. Um, I, I definitely, I want to thank you again for taking the time out. We said this was going to be 30 minutes, maybe 45. Oh my gosh. You went, 
And I, listen, I was just trying to, I was trying to hold it back, but it didn't. <laughs> and even with that, once I end this recording, if I pick up that phone and call you, we still got another hour or two. We got it. Con- we got to, we got to, we got to wrap it up off screen. <laughs> But I, I definitely I want to thank you again so much for coming on and 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 even believing in me. Like, you know, we talked about off camera. This is this is new for me. Um, this is helping me. So um, right now I am literally in the middle of my uncomfortableness. And I'm so grateful to every single one of you guys that um, have agreed to come on and just really push me because, you know, I'm all about leaving a legacy you know what what will people remember you for when you're not here to tell them what you can do so um this has been another episode of your purpose and um after this i hope you are able to make up your mind about how you are going to just attack your 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 business if you are interested in getting in the beauty industry just understanding that this is not a game <laughs> and your reputation is just as important as your skills um so thank you yolanda and um i thank you guys for watching and i will see you in thank two you. weeks <laughs> bye guys